Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day, scholars, and welcome back to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. This is episode 43, and I'm your host for this week, Dom Philp, on the mic, not too hard, not too soft, but just right. We're coming to you free of charge every single week on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. And the best way that you can support is to rate, review, subscribe. If you found us on Twitter, 15,000 followers over there, why don't you tweet it out? If you found us on Instagram, fewer than 15,000 followers over there, why don't you add this to your Instagram story? Why don't you write a letter to your man? Why don't you ring your mum? Why don't you act this out in plays on your balcony with your family and friends if you can? Hey, we've got a very, very special episode this week. This week's roundtable is all about previewing Progress Wrestling Chapter 129 this Sunday at our mecca, Ross the Ballroom in Camden Town. Ross the Boss Casey is here. Uh, Say hey, Ross. Hey, Ross. (laughs) Good to see you, boss. And we have a very, very special guest along with us here. We have a man who, and I'm completely going to steal Jetta's bit here. Uh, We have a man who has been in the ring and pinned Santino, the Young Bucks, Pete Dunne, Sue Young, Big Damo, and many others, all for a count of two. He is the man who debuted in Progress Wrestling in the National Progressive Series a couple of years back, lobbied for Super Strong Style, and I reckon he's probably going to win it this year. I think here at Wrestling Should Be Fun, he carries the flag for fun wrestling, and I really think he's been the shining star of the no-fan era at Progress Wrestling. Four wins in his last five matches, the only loss coming in a world championship match against Kara Noir, who hasn't been beaten in about a decade. Of course, I'm talking about the damn dirty dog, Gene Money. Yeah, how are you, Gene? I'm shaking, Dom. How are we doing? <laughs> mate, it's it's so good to have you, mate. It's so good Honestly, to have you. I, I logged in and I had all them nice words said about me and I just thought, I, I completely forgot what I was going to say then. You've, you've bigged me up. They're, they're all my accolades. I feel like I can sod off now. You've done me uh, you've done me proud and I can't put myself over anymore. <laughs> mate, it's funny, you know, We you, you, I don't think you know this, Gene, but we actually met once before. At, um, at, I came down to a couple of classes there at the Hustle Wrestling School um, oh, in Edmonton. And um, there was this warm-up, and I guess what they do is they they team people up for the warm-up with someone who's about the same size as them. And, like, so you're I'm the biggest guy there at six foot six, and at the time I was probably about 160 kilograms, which is, you know, like probably, I don't know how many stone that is in British measure. Um, but fucking big, 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 right? Yeah, that's, you know, Takeshi Morishima stuff, right? And then you're, you're the second biggest guy there. I'm not sure what you come in as, but not, you know, not quite as heavy as me. You're in a lot better shape than I am. And I could just see you looking around going, fuck, I've, I've drawn this big guy. And, mate, fair play to you. Didn't shirk the duty at all. Picked me straight up, fireman carry, and carried me across the basketball court and back. And then I, I, I do this- remember you now. Yeah, yeah. My knees have never been the same. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly, and obviously I've never really bumped into you since to mention it to you, but I I talk about it with these boys all the time. It's just (laughs) like, like, so wrestling should be fun here and we we love um, all the fun side of wrestling, but... Mate, I, that you've won a fan in me from that day for just like anyone that can pick me up off the floor, mate. Unbelievable strength. So, yeah, there you go. I think Ross had a story about the first time he saw you as well. 
Oh, go on, Yeah, Max. so my first time uh, seeing a wrestle Gene was IWL at the ResGal. Um, I mean, I've only had one match uh, at IWL, so I know exactly which match this is. And uh, it was around the same time as Marvel Endgame was out. And it you was did... the day after, yeah. <laughs> and you did a spot where you had Rocky Mac in like a in like a sleeper or something, and you were like, I think, I, "Yeah, I, didn't, I think I had him in a chin lock." And I'd been I'd been working his ears like throughout the entire match, so I just I just got in close and I just whispered, "Tony Stark is actually Jesus in this one." <laughs> and it's just, it's just been a it's just been a really long con. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, Rocky didn't have a clue what I was gonna say, but uh, it was so good yeah. because uh, previous to that, you kind of said to the crowd in like a loud voice, like "I'm about to spoil Endgame," <laughs> and everyone was like, "No!" <laughs> that was genius. Oh, genius. That match, though, there's just the, the one of my most perfect spots in there. I'm working the ears. His comeback is entirely on my eyes. He does the entire scene. Uh, but it's just eye pokes, eye pokes, <laughs> one flying eye poke. Uh, yeah, the five knuckle shuffle with the eye poke. But <laughs> I've got his ears. He's got my eyes. We're tussling back, forth. Ref, try, ref tries to stop us. Hit the ref. She drops down holding her mouth. I drop down holding my ears. Rocky drops down holding oh, me. Yes. And then we do the uh, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil pose in the middle of the ring. And it was Perfect. just... Beautiful. I'm pretty sure that there's a picture of that knocking around somewhere. There better be, because that was... Uh, <laughs> it's Honestly, it disappoints me to this day that more people did not see that spot. <laughs> yeah. From that very first match, I knew that, that um, you were very much up my alley for wrestling. So, yeah, thanks very much for the match. My job, man. <laughs> we're certainly not here for any progress spoilers this week. We're going to do the preview, but, you know, maybe we can bust that one out on the weekend, Gene. You never know. We'd love to see the uh, see no evil, hear no evil again. <laughs> if I can work the ears of uh, Brendan White and also hit a referee in the mouth this weekend, I'll give it a good go. <laughs> Outstanding stuff. So we've got a couple of regular segments, Gene, that we like to do here on the pod. And the first one is the call-up sheet where pretty much a few people on our Twitter, Ross has put the shout out, and they are keen for us to give them a new wrestling gimmick based on their Twitter handle. You keen to play along? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've only got four entries this week, so we'll whiz through them. First up, it's a name widely used in wrestling at the moment. It's Rio, and they say Peekaboo, Diona Parazzo, and Mickey James are my goats. I reckon Rio, we got to go straight for this is like a, uh, a Brazilian um, Copacabana beach gimmick, right? Um, got to be someone that hangs out all day on the, on the beaches at Copacabana in Rio. Maybe, and they, they, like, they go down the Mr. Fuji route and their finisher is just throwing sand in the eyes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. With a towel. You're just sh- shaking your towel out and annoying every other holiday maker around you. <laughs> I would hate to work that person. <laughs> all of my heart. If I look at the call sheet and it's Gene Money. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not much of a beach goer there, Gene. I'm a beach goer, but, you know, just sand in spandex just sounds absolutely horrible, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Horrendous. 
I would quite like to put them in a trio with Progress Rio and AEW Rio, and they come out to Duran Duran. Yeah. Or <laughs> come out as Santa's stable mates, and they can be re ho ho ho. Oh, and, uh, brilliant. And you've got like this really festive Christmas angle, and then. You know, they think they're good and they give presents out to everyone, but they open the presents. Ah, more sand. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it gets. Fantastic. Uh, next up, we've got Wrestling With Your Thoughts, Sai, which I'm assuming means Simon. Um, he's here to talk about wrestling. He's been a fan for 40 years and he thinks he's watched over 50,000 matches. 40 years? Fair play, wrestling grandpa. Love it. Um, wrestling with your thoughts, like this sounds like uh, some sort of psychiatrist gimmick, maybe something like that. Yeah. Like trying to get inside your head, playing those mind games. I would like uh, the idea of him being like an absolute wrestling scholar. So, like the promos for each match, he's watching a VHS tape of their first match. So, Mark Andrews in some kind of car park in Cardiff or something. <laughs> Or you go down, you go down the Taskmaster route. You know, he's watched fifty thousand hours of wrestling. He's wrestling with your thoughts. He knows your moves before you're even hitting him. And every t- match, time limit draw because he's just dodged everything. <laughs> no one good. Everyone's just knackered though. <laughs> by the time you've watched that match, by the time you've watched his third appearance, though, you're like, I'm done with this gimmick. I get it now. Nah. Would yeah. you rather wrestle a sixty-minute match with the wrestling scholar guy, or wrestle a two-minute match and get sand thrown? All in your face. Oh, 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> with, with the shadow of a doubt. I, I, I'd take the same pay for either of them. It sounds a bit like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer's a boxer and he just lets yes. the, the opponent punch the shit out of him until they're tired. Then he nudges them over. Yeah. <laughs> Third up, we've got college graduate who goes by the Twitter handle of Larry the Legend. And he's just a laid back dude. He stays chilling. Just doing me. I'm going to go with the college graduate. I reckon this is like a, uh, a Kanye West like beef track because Kanye's <laughs> a college dropout, right? So it's just he's like he's like Kid Cudi or something, you know. He's just he's just got beef against Kanye. That's his whole wrestling gimmick. Thick, and he can only cut promos on a yellow legal notepad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in hand, handwriting. Yeah, yeah, it's just Instagram handwriting. That's the promo done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and, and like, obviously he has to wear like a lucha mask, but it's just a black ski mask with like a few holes poked. In. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's called Larry. I quite like the name. Um, College graduate obviously brings up Kanye, like you said. I like the idea of him being Big Larry, like Big Daddy, and he just goes around saying, Yeezy, Yeezy. <laughs> oh, it's too good. It's too good. <laughs> this, like, mate, we get, we're probably going to bungle this on the last one because there's one left, but so far, strong call-ups, Chief. So the final one, um, I had to go on a pronunciation website to get this right. And I've been practicing all day and I'll probably butcher it. It's Enhat Huang. He tweets about wrestling and memes. He was once followed by Twitter. It's a Ref Aubrey Edwards fan account. He loves Hook Hype. He loves Danhausen. He says, we are NFT. Then he just says, it's a CM Punk burner account. Lots right. to go on there. <laughs> there's, there's a bit going on with this lad, I reckon. There's some levels yeah. uh, to, to Mr. Huang. Oh, I don't know. 
Would anyone anyone got something to go for to start with? I quite like the idea of a crypto wrestler who only gets paid in crypto. <laughs> I don't get paid by the hour. I get paid in crypto. <laughs> so is, yeah, that's the NFT thing, right? I yeah. you can seriously see that I am just a thirty-five-year-old bloke that doesn't understand anything about. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the he's the world's most non-fungible wrestler, right? <laughs> You go down the world's strongest man route, Mark Henry, but the world's most non-fungible man. Yeah. <laughs> just still concepts baffles me. In my head, this wrestler is just a non-fungible image of every other wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. So he's, his eight by tens are just, he just owns the image likeness. Of... <laughs> yeah. If anybody takes his photo at a live event, he is living. Human. <laughs> are you thinking about funging? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare funge me. <laughs> it's it's non-fungible. And I also yeah. quite like the idea of Aubrey Edwards and him having some kind of thing like Nick Patrick in the NWO. So Aubrey Edwards, like, is perfectly brilliant at refereeing, apart from when she's refereeing him and she's doing all the fast counts and things. Yeah, I like that. that's yeah, that's good. That that is good stuff. That's good stuff. This is definitely a heel character that we created, mate. Very very strong call up sheet this week, fellas. I think you you fit in very very well there, Gene. Great stuff. We're gonna get into uh, what the nerds are watching. A little bit of a quick rundown about anything that's caught our attention in the world of wrestling this week. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on. A la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 So my first question really for you, Gene, though, is just like, as a, a really successful wrestler here on the British independence scene now, working your way up, mainstay in progress do you get much time to keep up with much of the other wrestling product around do you yeah so i mean i try to watch as much wrestling as i can doesn't matter what it is whether it's you know wwe AEW, impact new japan you know old old japan whatever it may be like i at the end of the day this is my craft i want to learn it all and i just i've got like four hour long cardio sessions a week and I just bang that on the treadmill, get much at least four hours of rest in a week and just I multitask. I think of things. I come up with things in my head and I go, oh, is this possible? And then I trip over on the treadmill and then, uh, yeah, it's kind of how it goes. You get ideas that you can't really, you know, move about to uh, put into perspective and then, yeah, end up tripping over on the treadmill because you got too into wrestling and forgot what you were doing. <laughs> if you were on the call-up sheet, I'd call you the multitask master. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm bad at it i'm bad at running on its own never mind when i'm distracted and even less when i'm trying to shadow wrestle the air but uh yeah i watch quite a lot of wrestling don't matter what it is i love it uh so i used to be a, like proper fan fan and you know loved it but then when you get into it it's it, it really is harder to enjoy it as a fan because you're kind of watching for how you can learn or at least i am yeah, there is still some wrestling out there that I really enjoy to watch as a fan and still pop and still mark out. So that's good by my books. This is completely off the run sheet for us, but like who are some of your guys, whether it's sort of growing up or now, like who do you look at like specifically as inspirational or like who, who are your favourite wrestlers? It's weird asking a real wrestler that. but For me, like there aren't any real big, big wrestlers who I you know, imitate or anything along those lines. 
But as a kid growing up, loved Edge, absolutely. I've got like a really, like when I was, uh, what, I don't know, 16, I got this really shitty fake Edge sun tattoo on my back. And it's uh. obviously it's still there and it's grotesque. Um, I like the underdogs like in wrestling, um, but underdogs who were world champions, which doesn't make sense. But when I say like Eddie Guerrero, and yeah. Mick Foley and Daniel Bryan and Shawn Michaels. Like, I've just named some of the best wrestlers in the world, but <laughs> at WWE, at least, all of them were booked as fighting upwards. So I've really looked out for them. But, like, honestly, I get just as much inspiration out of comedy as I do out of wrestling. Like, Bob Mortimer, just his style of comedy, just his, you know, abstractness to everything. Like, the Marx Brothers, if we're talking historical... Like my, I'm inspired by absolutely bloody everything. Don't have to be uh, just wrestling as long as it's entertaining. That's brilliant. What a great insight. So yeah, you draw like wrestling is such a unique art form, isn't it? You can draw inspiration from anywhere. That's that's brilliant stuff. Absolutely, so- and I think it's it's proper underutilized in this industry because if you've just got a load of wrestlers who are just inspired by a load of wrestlers, you've just got a load of wrestling, and that's fine. But it's never anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got got to find different ways to tell stories, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anything catch your eye this week, then, Jess? I thought AW, obviously, just as always, you know, it's just I, I thought AW had a really good week. I I caught Dynamite and Rampage. I was saying to you, Ross, like I know we've spoken about Hook before, but like, fuck, like I'm so much enjoying these Hook squashes. On Rampage. And I, I think I was saying to you before we started recording, Ross, like, I just hope that AEW don't fuck it up. And, like, Ross, like, you you said to me, didn't you? You were like, well, they can't just do what they, what WCW did with Goldberg. And I'm like, well, why not? They've got 200 guys on the roster. Like, he could, he could have a match every week for a year and still not get to another person that's had a win on TV yet, right? Like, yeah. and then when he, when he eventually gets to facing, I don't know, Sean Spears or something, you know, like someone in the, who actually has a bit of a, more of a name value. And then like people are going to go, well, can he do it against that guy? All of a sudden he's wrestling Hangman Page for the world championship. And, you know, there's your start. But with also with Goldberg though, if we're talking about Goldberg WCW, the fact is we've only been able to see Hook in these, uh, you know, matches where he's just, dumping other people's on their domes, like, which is great. I love it. I think Hook's fantastic. But you just need to make sure when you're pulling on that trigger that if he's not in the driving seat position, it's still just as entertaining. Like, having six, seven minutes is great. I want to see what that guy can do in 20. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about him, like, getting up from the um, power driver and things like that, Gene? As a big Taz fan, I saw the immediate homage to Taz after what Jerry Lawler did to him. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, wrestling's all daft, isn't it? It don't really matter. Uh, if you get drops on your head and get up, you'd be like, oh, you're ruining kayfabe. But at the same time, it's like, well, he, he just got up. So, you know, <laughs> prove, you know who, who gives a fuck? He just, he just proved that he could get up after a pile driver. Why should I care? And he's also got that nice head of hair for padding. Oh, my God. It's so luscious, isn't it? <laughs> it's really 
ridiculous. So I've been growing my hair out a bit. Like we were talking about my match with Cara. I was full ball. I'm growing out a bit. It will never be that luscious and it breaks me heart. <laughs> Do you remember when you remember when Nick Gage was on Dynamite and like they had the Domino's ad in picture in picture? Like yes. we've got to get some like some Garnier Fructus ads or something in those hook matches. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Can you imagine Nick Gage with Hook's hair though? <laughs> oh, I, it's it would kind of take all of the appeal away from Nick Gage, I think, because he wouldn't look as hardened, but what, actually, no, I think it, or it'd be even more terrifying. I can't work out which one. <laughs> Nick Gage yeah. as a dreamboat. Yeah, weird, weirdest boner ever. Um, <laughs> uh, Phil will probably take that out. Um, <laughs> Ross, what have you been watching, mate? Yeah, same. AW... Um, love that main event. I think they're doing an amazing job with uh, Paige. They're making him vulnerable, but a fighting champion, going through absolute hell um, in seemingly all of, all of his matches at the moment and coming out on top. I'm absolutely loving it. And it's making me really want him to hold on to that title. And whoever takes it off him is going to get huge heel heat. And yeah, I don't think it's going to be Cole. I think it's probably going to be MJF in yeah. the long run. But Paige is smashing it. And shout out to Archer, because that was fantastic. Easily his best match since um, since that Osprey match in New Japan. I really enjoyed that main event. And it's what I was talking about before, like how you can still have a world champion who's having to fight upwards. I usually hate face champion runs. Like, I think it's just, oh, it's exhibition match. Look how good this guy can be. Look how good this guy can be. Look how good this guy can be. He's lost the bell. All right, we'll see him in a bit. But I've been a massive Paige fan. Uh, no wrestler has really been able to make me care about them, at least televised, in quite a while until uh, Hangman. And, you know, when, you know, everything's a fucking work to you already, like, it, it, it's really nice to have them moments as a wrestler to go, I want this guy to win. I actually want this guy to win. So when he won the belt, that was great. But then I was like, well, you know, here's the, here's the Roman Reigns, here's the John Cena, here's the, you know, whoever face championship run where it's beat this guy beat this guy beat this guy but yeah i think so long as that guy has got a good story running for him oh just yeah loving him as champion and like just some of the things that he's doing to his body in these matches as well like that blackout onto the steps fuck me yeah he ain't shit on that <laughs> like not only did he take that but he just bounced into the ring post afterwards and I, I mean, anyone will tell you, know, like, if I'm watching a match backstage and I see someone I, I absolutely eat shit, I just burst out laughing. It's my reaction now. I shouldn't. They're, you know, my <laughs> colleagues, my friends out there, but I will always laugh and because I'd laugh if it happened to me. But yeah, when he just hit the steps, I went, ooh, and then when he hit the pole, I'd <laughs> <laughs> You are and Homer Simpson watching that um, guy getting hit in the balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man getting hit by a football, yeah. It's, <laughs> if everything just had the thwink, like, it would be great. Ah, my groin. Yeah. And, um, Dom, also, I watched uh, SmackDown. Talking about wrestlers that you care about and want to win. Fair play to Naomi on SmackDown, her match against Charlotte. So the crowd felt like a pay-per-view crowd watching a championship match. She managed to get that crowd really starting to believe in her wanting her to win the match. The uh, close falls were amazing. And when you think about it, if she won that match, it would have been Ronda Rousey against Naomi, which makes no sense at all. But 
when you put that to one side because it's wrestling, I was even watching that match thinking maybe Naomi's going to win it. Like it was amazing. And there was one little misstep that plenty of people on Twitter are being like, oh, it was terrible match and and the finish was terrible. Like I absolutely hate that. Like it was a 20 minute match that was really good. And there was one error in it. Wrestling is really hard, guys. Yeah, I, I I I don't like that kind of Twitter crowd who just want to shit on anything because it's not perfect. And I think, yeah, it's just, you know, people are trying out there to entertain people. And I'm sure you were entertained up to that moment. I'm sure you are entertained after that moment. Just grab up. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get in the bin. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for following us on Twitter, dear listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so money. <laughs> we, hey, you know, you you were just talking there, Gene, just to take a step back. And you spoke about like when people eat shit and like laughing backstage. Like you must have seen some horrific things as well, like being a mainstay in that TNT promotion up north, like with the death matches and stuff. Like you must have seen some crazy shit up there, right? Yeah, well, like, I, I've i never done any of the TNT Extreme matches, uh, like, well, any of their Extreme shows up in Liverpool, but I'm doing my first Extreme show next month. I'm wrestling Scotty Too Hotty. Probably not going to be a death match, but I'm very excited. But I do work for a company up in Leeds called Rise, who have really taken a death match approach to everything over the last couple of years. And I this year, I saw a wrestler called B.A. Rose fall down a flight of concrete stairs and he ate shit. It looks like Homer Simpson going off the cliff in the stretcher, hitting yeah. every rock on the way down. Yeah. I urge everyone to go and watch it because it is brutal. And then he was, he, you know, he was fine after the match. So it was really, you know, good to laugh at. But <laughs> Was that at the tournament? Well, I can't remember. Games of Death. Is that right? It wasn't at the Games of Death. This was just one of the regular shows. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, because I was champion at the time there. And it's like, all right, so we got singles matches and the tag match. And you've got Gene in the main event with a strap and things like that. And then there's like a load of death matches and a load of stuff. And then the next month, they'll have a death match tournament followed in two months' time by a death match tournament. Them boys like blood. Yeah. Shout out to my man up there, Rory Coyle. I reckon we'll see him in progress as a manager one day. Ken Talk, the lad. Ken Talk. Oh, he's just, he's sickeningly captivating. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to see him work in a ring. You can just hear the way he talks, his cadences, all of this. And you just go, what's the the point of me even trying? (laughs) You got people busting out 630s, breaking their back, and he can just say a line and it's just like well that's more memorable than my nerves twitching in my spine it's not really what we're about just going through you know things that have happened but while we're talking about it like my first experience with uh with rory coyle was at the um games of death show and someone in the crowd tried to like fat shame him like so because he's a heel and someone like tried to like and they yelled out oh you know you're fat or something and he just goes yeah so are you but i wouldn't say that to you because i'm nicer than you and I was just like, holy, I was like, holy shit, what a god, like what a heel move that was. Unbelievable. And everyone's went silent. It's like, fuck. And you can just see the guy like, oh, maybe I'll just shut my mouth. Yeah. He's <laughs> but, got yeah. such a quick brain for it, honestly. It's 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 magic to watch. Yeah. Should we get into the to the round table there, Ross? Yes, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event of the evening. 
This week's roundtable is our preview for Progress Wrestling Chapter 129 at the Electric Ballroom in Camden. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestling Should Be Fun Roundtable. Still pushing for that Simon Miller spot. Um, all right. Okay, so we've got uh, Gene Money, the damn dirty dog here, to run down the card. So what better way to start us off talking about Progress Chapter 129 than by starting off with your match, Gene, against oh, Brendan right. White. So I think that you guys faced off in the non-televised era in a tag match with you and the big money gun dogs. Yeah, first, it was the first win for the big money gun dogs over the greedy souls. I think the pin was actually on Brendan. So, <laughs> fuck you, Brendan. Um, <laughs> I think I've wrestled him once before at uh, Pro Wrestling Soul, but it was in like one of those big old scramble matches where you have a cheeky tickle here, you have a cheeky tickle there, but you don't really see him for any of it. But yeah, so me v uh, Bronco, old Brendan White, and uh, immediate pop for me because Progress didn't even tag him in the tweet. Bless him, poor sausage. Um, <laughs> but Brendan's great. Like, honestly, I mean, he can fit two Airbnb listings just on his forehead alone. But other than that, he's an absolute stonkingly good performer. So I think this is going to be like his first singles proper Progress match. He's worked singles before at Progress in like the the uh, behind closed doors taping. But in regards to singles in London, he's much more of a 229 kind of guy. He's a ref pro kind of guy. So I think he's going to be really looking to make a, a point, really looking to make an example that he can go as a mainstay as a singles guy should, uh, you know, Danny Jones be busy. And what I have to say to that is, nah, fuck off, Brendan. I'm going to eat you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Ainsley Lariat, one, two, three. Ainsley Larrier, or I'm dropping that new DDT now. Either way, his face is getting violated. Brilliant. Massive forehead. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Gene, as well. Just we, we didn't mention it earlier. Like, you were the first person to come out, like, you know, the big progress return, right? You were the first person on stage wearing the spaceman suit. Like, I just wanted to ask, because I had no fucking idea it was you. What was the, what was like, did you find it, the, was the reaction strange? Do you think people knew it was you straight away? Or do you think it was like a bit of a, like, it took people a minute to figure it out? Well, this is the thing, like, so I was terrified because it's like, okay, progress, new owners, new management. This is how we're going to go. Here's the pace, set it, go. And so, like, they had this big build-up for progress, like their announcement was all space-themed. Couldn't tell you why, but yeah, it was like, all right, let's do it as a spaceman. Let's come out and let's carry on that continuity of space. Uh, I grabbed my big jean for Super Strong Style 16 flag from the back, but the lighting didn't capture what that flag said at all. So I'm just a spaceman waving a pole to no entrance music. And fortunately, <laughs> I had my helmet on, so I couldn't hear the confusion from the crowd. And it wasn't until I took the helmet off and my music kicked on that everyone was like, oh, yeah, shit, it's Gene. Because everyone had forgotten that the astronaut video existed. And then people just accepted. I guess Gene Money would dress up as an astronaut. I guess that's something he would do. So it makes sense, I guess. Terrifying is the answer. 
But, you know, fun. Real fun. Well, you, well you, you fucking smashed it, mate. I'm sure that everyone's told you that, but you smashed it. It was great stuff. Do you know how good it is to be able to put an astronaut costume on your expenses? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just invoicing progress, and it's like line three, astronaut costume. <laughs> Also, Gene, uh, your promo afterwards was excellent. And I'm sure that you were really happy with the crowd reaction. Uh, it seems like the crowd are firmly on board the uh, Super Strong Style train. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, it'd be real awkward if not. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know what I was going to say when I was going out there. I had some like, little ideas in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was what it was. I think in retrospect, I could probably cut a much better promo but we're here now and we said what we said and now it's the case of well i can't i can't really lose now i've ran my mouth you ever try to catch a body part that is running it's difficult <laughs> uh, so yeah i kind of have to back that shit up now or else it's gonna be uh it's one of these things the super strong style thing i said it in the promo two years ago progress didn't have any ideas to put me in the tournament and it was due to the fans like making some noise that they changed their mind. However, forgot to say that in the promo, forgot to say that the fans changed their minds and instead just completely shit out the old progress management. Felt <laughs> quite guilty because they did a lot for me. I just came backstage and I was like, oh, really good, really good. And I just went, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm in this position now where am I in super strong style? Honestly, you know. I mean, even if I knew, I probably wouldn't tell you. It'd ruin everything. But honestly, I do not know. I'd like to be. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, they've given me a live microphone, so I guess there's hope or stupidity. It's one of the two. <laughs> one step closer on Sunday with uh, Brendan White, right? So Absolutely. And again, like I can't lose this match because otherwise it starts this whole new segment where Gene Money has... Talk some shit and can't back it up. But talking about Super Strong as well, that match will be Strong Style. It will, because Brendan, it's hard. Like, that boy is going to... I saw him, like, benching 152 at the gym, and I'm like, this lad is going to yeet me. <laughs> uh, we'll go on to the next match after this, leading into this match, because, like, Brendan has the ability to yeet me higher and further than any of the four flippy lads in that next match will do. Let's get on to it. I will say that Brendan White has never fireman carried Dominic Phillips. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, second match we've got to run down here. We've got a four-way match. I guess it's a bit of a scramble-style deal. We've got the flippy lads with Joe Lando, Callum Newman, uh, Maverick Mayhew and Danny Black. So uh, Danny Black clearly wanted to bring some of his friends for his chapter ballroom debut. We're expecting some flips, but I don't know how friendly it's going to be once that bell rings. What are we thinking for this one, fellas? I think uh, like if this was Roller Coaster Tycoon, like the nausea levels are going to be quite high on you. <laughs> too many flips, too many twists. You know what? This is going to be an absolute spectacle. This is going to be absolute firework display. Two, three. Well, so Maverick Mayhill used to be a progress like regular with Connor Mills back in ye olde day. Danny Black obviously making his debut behind closed doors. This is his first live progress show that isn't a pre-show. 
Uh, Callum Newman did a pre-show for Frontline when that existed, the wrestling promotion, not the dog flea treatment company. And <laughs> this is Joe Lando's progress debut completely. So three lads definitely with something to prove. And Danny, who's kind of going to have to be like, oh, shit, lads, I've... Uh, I've I've bought three lads in who are going to absolutely outshine me here, so uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, not my cup of tea. I'm glad I'm not in the match. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, boys who know how to use gravity as a weapon and sod that. Like, yeah, it sounds weird. kind of similar to the six man scramble at one two seven, where there was quite a few people in that match that were kind of new to that progress crowd. And obviously Warren Banks was the one that stepped out and has now got his match at the 10th anniversary show. And I feel that whoever wins this match will probably be the person to step out in that kind of field as well. Yeah, you'd hope so. Absolutely. Like, it's a big opportunity for everyone involved. Danny Black, I got to work with him during the uh, Locked Door shows or whatever we're calling him. Danny's real good, man. Danny's real good. I think he's an idiot for bringing three friends along. Like, just bring the one, get, get, you know, you're, you're weakening your odds, you absolute idiot. Like, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's I, I don't want to follow that match. This is like a rematch of something that happened at Wrestle Carnival. And, uh, yeah, don't want to follow that. So, if I'm the match after that, I'm going to be absolutely livid. <laughs> I'm like, Brendan, I'm going to take out that shooting star tonight. <laughs> I'm absolutely buzzing for Mav's return. Ross and I saw Mayhew and Mills a lot in the Dome. We went, we must have gone to every Dome show, Ross, right? I think we did, like, yeah. And we were there when they had the main event against each other. Just an unbelievable match, right? And just, I remember like I was in the lift with um, Mills' family after the show. And it was just like, everyone was just absolutely buzzing. It was amazing. So, yeah, I'm so glad to have Maverick Mayhew back. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I think the last show he did for Progress was at Wembley. Wow. Yeah, that is yeah. mad. Like, this will be, so he's worked, you know, places other people can't dream of. I just want to see if he's still got that fire that he had back then, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, can't can't wait for that one. And I'm looking forward to Callum Newman uh, seeing him in person because normally... Newman is fantastic. Like, he is redonkulously good. I saw Callum Newman and Danny Black at Fight Nation a few months ago. He, Callum Newman is so good at what he does. And I am, you know, him being in progress, I think that's going to be a nice fit. I watch his, like, Instagram reels of him on the trampoline all day. That guy is an athlete. Unbelievable. He's probably the most stacked lad in that match. He's got a power advantage, if we're going to talk about weird things like that. (laughs) What I find quite interesting is the prospect, potentially, of one of those, like, white meat, baby face, nice guys thinking, this is my time, and I'm going to do some underhand tactics to get this win, and they'll kind of, like, strike out in that way. It's Fatal 4. Just just get a chair and just twat everyone. <laughs> Anytime I go for a flip, leg. <laughs> GC dub, GC dub. <laughs> just saboo a chair into someone's face. You know? <laughs> one of the all-time great verbs. Saboo. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. I've heard someone call a saboo before. But yeah. I'm like, oh, so, so is that someone getting a chair in the face or is he doing an Arabian press? I just... It's uh yeah. Yeah, the old the, oh mate, excellent, excellent. Every single one of our listeners can picture exactly what you meant. Sabu a chair into someone's face. Different to if you van dam a chair into someone's face. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, next up on the card, we've got, I don't know if it's going to be next on the card, but the next match I've got here is probably a semi-main event, I assume, uh, the Women's Thunder Bastard match. Yeah. Um, so the second ever Women's Thunder Bastard. Uh, the first one was in front of no fans. It was won by Kanji. I guess the big question is, can Kanji do it again and get that rematch against her arch nemesis, Giselle Shaw? Um, She's the only one who's proved that she can already. So, you know, track record and all that. Kanji, absolutely terrifyingly good as well. I see that last wrestle and I'm like, well, I'm going to burn my boots. She's too good. And like her stuff with Giselle Shaw in the past, just been mind-blowing wrestling. And yeah. uh, I think that when it comes to what I want to see in that match, I want to see Kanji win that. Not just because she's returned, not just because she's fit and healthy or that she did that promo in Manchester. I want to see Kanji win because I've seen her and Giselle before. You know, like, Giselle's beat everyone apart from Kanji. So, yeah, Kanji, 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 most interesting. The person I least want to win is Session Mo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so other competitors in the match, we do have Lana Austin. Uh, we've got Sky Smith, Mercedes Blaze, Tonga, and of course your arch nemesis, Gene, the Session Moth Martina. And I think I missed out because I was doing the big uh, build for the returning, uh, my personal favourite, Charlie Morgan. So outstanding uh, look at match we've got here. Can't wait for it, but. Mate, Gene, run us down in case our listeners don't know about the uh, the beef with the moth. What's the story? All right. So, what? February, oh, maybe March 2019, I got a call from a promoter saying, look, can you drive some people to a show in Sheffield? And I said, I can if you put me on the card as well. And they went, well, we're not in an option to say no right now, so I guess it's a yes. So, yeah, I, I got on the show. And then he was like, right, no time limit, false count anywhere, match against Martina. The match hasn't ended yet, lads. It's, <laughs> it's gone on across every continent, most countries, everywhere I see that woman, the match continues. We have had that fight at Progress in the Proteus Rumble at Ali Pali. We've had that fight in random streets across the country. Uh, we've had that fight up at Discovery in Edinburgh. We've had that fight in Newcastle at North. Uh, and she is going to be the special guest referee in my match against Scotty Too Hotty. And stay out of my way, please, Martina, because I really want a Larry at Scotty Too Hotty. And that'd be nice, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, this match has been going on over two years now. Wow. I feel like it could be the uh, Brit Ress, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens in the Fight Forever chance. I'd agree with you, but we've not even finished our, our match yet. That would be one. It was supposed to finish at a death match in a cave, but then the first cave show got cancelled and neither myself nor Marketina could make the second show. And frankly, listening to the state of it, I'm glad. <laughs> a lot of people got cave flu. <laughs> uh, outstanding. You never know, maybe we'll see the uh, climax of it and progress on Sunday as well. Gene, get in every segment, mate. Oh, you know what? If I wasn't bowing down to my new managers, just being like, please, please, please book me. I'm, I put, put me in a strong style. I'm treading on eggshells, lad. I need to make good impressions. And I can't be doing that if I'm interrupting a woman's Thunder Bastard match. <laughs> You've obviously never been on a, um, 
Thunder Bastard match yet, Gene. No. Um, what would your tactic be? Would it be the same as the four-way and just twat someone with every weapon that you could get hold of? Absolutely. What I'd do <laughs> is I would I would draw like the view of the wrestling ring, proper Wiley Coyote cell. I'd just put it in the entranceway. I'd wait for the person just to run through. They'd go through this cardboard and then bam, smack <laughs> into the chair. And then I'd just sit down for a minute and a half or two minutes and wait for the next person while I'm try- just trying to fix this cardboard cutout. Win by six countouts. That's it. Oh, my God, it'd be the best. Yeah, I'd want to go out first and then just wait at the entrance for everyone else to come out. But just fingers crossed there's not a monitor backstage, you know. <laughs> They'd be real idiots if they ran out and there was a monitor backstage. I have to admit that um, I'm team Kanji in this one as well. Her work in the uh, No Fan era progress was amazing. And we had the pleasure, Dom, of meeting her at the Eve show that was, what was that, six months ago now? Um, yeah. And it was the week that Kanji was on the bump with Shaw. And she was so humble and just like, yeah, just the, the nicest girl. So, yeah. Kanji's great. Kanji. Absolutely. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. We'll keep the train going here, fellas. Uh, up next, I've got a uh, man like Dereese versus Spike Trevay. So Spike Trevay returning to the ballroom for the first time since Chapter 101. DNR are no more, but we all know now that Spike is probably more dangerous than ever. We've absolutely loved the work that Spike's been doing in the No Fans era, right, Ross? Like, yeah. we, just like Eugene, we're, we're hoping for a Spike Trevay super strong style birth. And also Trevay on a bit more of a roll after coming off the no DQ victory over Luke Jacobs up north, right? Yeah, big, big victory. Yeah, yeah. So um, how do we see this one going, fellas? Do we think uh, any chance of a man like Doreese upset or Trevay just mowing people down? I can absolutely absolutely see a a Doreese upset. Like... I love Doris. I think he's fantastic. And I think he's the kind of guy who could get that flash pin out of nowhere. And, you know, he's just one of them lads who he's just, he's built like a brick shit house and yet moves like a cruiserweight. It's deadly. Spike's a different kind of performer, though. He's not a technician. He's not a powerhouse guy. He's something of his own proper mind gamey stuff. He understands how the body works and he gets to really just beat it up which is nice i guess unless you know it's you is doing it on yeah i'm i'm looking for I, can i call it a darice upset what are you even being upset darice is great but i just think with the role spike is on right now what he's only had in singles matches i think he's had one loss and and, and, and it seemed like the one like i have to admit i didn't watch all uh the I, i'm a bit hazy on my memories of the no fan shows but didn't he kind of like just um, almost uh, secede a couple of matches by DQ because he just kind of said to the management, well, it doesn't seem to matter if I keep winning or not because I'm not getting the title shot. Wasn't that the, the way was. that... Sorry, my apologies. He was only yeah. pinned once. And I think that yeah, was by yeah. or Mark. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. With my, yeah, um, with my fantasy booking hat on, the idea of a ballroom super strong style final Gene Money against Spike Trevay, that would be money. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I've only wrestled Spike twice before and we're one apiece on each other. So it'd be a rubber match right there. Well, yeah, at the at the wrestling should be fun, super strong style six. Uh, we'll, uh, 
<laughs> Russell, Russell will have that one booked. <laughs> um, up next, fellas, we've got Ring of Honor champion, uh, the octopus Jonathan Gresham versus the previously mentioned absolutely on a tear local lad turned hero, Dean Mark. Currently hasn't been announced for the Ring of Honor uh, championship. So uh, we're not sure if that's because Gresham has just been defending it everywhere and he's had enough of defending the title. He's already done it once this month, um, which he's contractually uh, liable to do. Or uh, is this going to inspire Dean Ormark to come out fighting a bit harder? Could he earn a title match down the line, possibly when Ring of Honor starts up? Uh, Ross has given me some stats here. Nothing against Ormark because he is one of the most best wrestlers going but he is just coming off a loss right now for the progress world championship you know unless he's done some dealings with ring of honor behind the stage what has he done to deserve the ring of honor world championship other than maybe impress jonathan gresham i don't understand how ring of honor world championships matches are decided can i have one it'd be nice (laughs) why not me it'll be fine but yeah so like i think it might not be ring of honor because a championship because of that but uh, I think non-championship matches add almost a separate layer of intrigue, not into, you know, because no one knows, everyone knows the championship isn't going to change hands, but dynamics can change. And, you know, if you're a champion in a non-championship match, maybe you're not taking it that as seriously you would. There's nothing at stake, you know, you're getting paid regardless. And I think someone like Dean Ormark, an absolute veteran that he is, can take advantage of that. Saying that, nah, Gresham win. <laughs> yeah either way uh we're expecting a technical masterpiece in this one right ross absolutely yeah and dom as mr roh you must be buzzing to uh see that roh title mate i'm not being funny but if jonathan gresham has the like the old ring of honor title which he's been carrying around i'm going to i'm putting it out there now i'm going to pay for a picture with the belt because uh, it won't fit around my waist, but I, uh, I definitely, I, I, I definitely, if that's available, I'll be doing that. Because um, that Ring of Honor title, you know, the one that Joe held, the one that Punk held, the one that Aries held, Danielson Homicide, um, it's it, it really does symbolise pretty much, you know, formative years of my life. So, if you're there, Mister Octopus, I'd love a to- I'd love a photo with the belt if I could, please. Thank you, sir. <laughs> walking around backstage in Manchester and that belt was just on the side it was just like oh <laughs> pretty cool yeah it's like it's like all those stories about when like Flair would drunkenly leave the big NWA belt or the WCW belt in like a cab or something when he was pissed like I've just loved if you like somehow just like taxed it Gene all, yeah, you, you got the ring of honor title above the above the fireplace back at home. That would be unbelievable. Just blackball myself from every promotion. <laughs> <laughs> a ball of ring of honor flame. Worth it though. Worth it. <laughs> Bandito and Gresham all claiming to be champion. <laughs> Well, it's, you got to book yourself sometimes. Fantastic. That's the triple threat match that I think I'd just kind of, you know, I'd just be there for. I don't think I'd do much in the match. I think, um, yeah, I'd feel like the odd one out in a threesome, you know, just kind of. <laughs> Is everyone having a good time? Yeah. I'll, uh, no, 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 I'll get involved. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone? Do you need a tissue there? What, what can I help you with? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the, the the 
Northern Irish people say, spare dick and an orgy. Speaking of threesomes, I mean, uh, triple threat matches. We've got a triple threat uh, tag match up next. We've got Ridgeway and Jacobs. Uh, what's their team name, Ross? I'm actually not sure. Uh, Northwest North Strong. Northwest Strong. A lot South of them. These are all Ridgeway's children. Um, <laughs> you got your uh, Ethan Allen. You've got your Rio number one. You've got your Scott Oberman. And you've got Keenan. I think that's all of his children. Northwest Strong, also Kanye's child. So, uh, you know, fantastic stuff. They're up against uh, Wrestling Should Be Fun favourites, Sunshine Machine, former guest here on the podcast, and uh, the returning Charles Crowley and Elijah. So uh, Ross is telling me that this is unofficially a number one contenders match, really, like probably... Oh, the the school. Well, well... <laughs> Ross again is trying to book it himself, but um, he because Ross is a big smoke and aces mark, right? So he's just looking to see who the aces are gonna uh, beat next, right, Ross? Yes, that's how I felt. It was about to be uh, winner of this match takes on the aces. Anyone who's not an aces fan is an idiot. Yeah, so yeah, like, anyone, that is true. Anyone who says I'm not a fan of the smoking aces, the only reason they're saying that is because they haven't got eyes. And, <laughs> It's a shame they haven't got eyes, and I do feel for them, but the Smoking Aces are so good. I think they transcend vision. I think they're just sending messages into people's brains that this is the best underrated tag team in Europe. And, like, the fact is they're absolutely belting lights, and it's weird that their first ever progress match live in front of a show was defending the championship. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> we were lucky to have Riley on the show last month, and the last thing that we said to him was "Be careful," and then he dove off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Boy's a madman. Yeah, it was. What that match was just. Imagine opening a show and going, "Yeah, balcony dive." <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and I just imagine the people going out after that, just going, oh, <laughs> um, they're just Mr. Fuji'd. Oh, just... <laughs> I, bet, I bet Big Guns Joe was sat backstage going, well, I can't balcony dive now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, New Jack is pissed. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's going to win this match, and frankly, I don't care because the result's going to be great. I've not heard of that these going for the you know belts afterwards, but it'd make sense, wouldn't it? So Sunshine Machine had the absolute, you know, banger fantastica with the smoking aces at one, two, seven. Yep. Yeah. That was amazing. Like yeah. Yeah, real good. It just didn't stop. It was like all the way up and all the way up. And yeah, good lads. That like mm. yeah. but Smoking Aces prove they're that good. Uh, Northwest Strong, they are a unit, but I don't know if they're a tag team, so I'll be interested to see them. They're two singles wrestlers who are good friends, so, you know, they've got the trust and things like that. And Elijah and Crowley are the dark horses, constantly. Why? Because they're both pieces of shit, you know? <laughs> Neither of them can be trusted. I don't trust them. They are absolute todgers, and, um, but I could see them stealing it. Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely be a shock, but we can all definitely see it. That brings us to the advertised main event of the show, fellas. 
Progress World Champion Cara Noir defends against the returning SW3 RVE. I think it's pronounced Swerve. Uh, so, of course, it is uh, the former Shane Strickland, the former Isaiah Scott, Swerve the Realist coming in with a title shot. Cara Noir, 17 title defences so far, 757-day reign. Uh, we think that Warren Banks is waiting in the wings at the 10th anniversary, but those waters seem to have been muddied a little bit by Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, um, is that official? We just got like a, a, a message came through. I saw uh, the chat window saying, oh, is yeah. I'm going to check my Twitters real quickly. Yeah. If that is happening, then, whoo, that's, that's bloody spicy, that is, isn't it? Yeah, like I wonder if like, I was just thinking, so yep, if we it's have... Official. I wonder what the play is, so that it'll have to be if um, if Cara Noir does successfully defend the title against Swerve, which we'll talk about this in a second. I guess at Progress 10th anniversary, he's going to be doing what Brett did at the WrestleMania 10th anniversary, right? And have to wrestle. I guess so. Yeah. So Cara be ill. Yeah, let me just double check. Is that for the Progress World Championship? Or could it be for the uh, NXT UK Championship? Oh, I'd be surprised if it was, wouldn't it? Oh, mate. We, it doesn't we, say if it's for the championship or not, but I know I know Warren Banks very daily. I'm one of the lads who trained him originally. Like, obviously, he's gone on to other training, but I'd like to think I had good hands in, you know, making him the wrestler he is today a bit. But he is a fantastic bloke, a great human. Uh, I forgive him for all of his sins that he committed on me in the no-fan shows. And, you know, it's a smart call, isn't it? It's shooting your shot. It's, is pointing at the sign at the Royal Rumble. It's like, yeah, he knows what he wants and he's going for it. He's not going to waste his opportunity. At the end of the day, that boy is saying, if I'm going to get a champion shot, I'm going to do it at the, you know, biggest small stage progress has ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ross, you're like, Ross is a progress day one guy. Ross has been to the garage. So Ross is our, or several times, Ross, right? Some absolutely fantastic shows there, yeah. So I, I know you're really looking forward to that. But Sunday first, I mean, we've got to get through. So, mate, can Swerve do it? Now, we, we like to kind of keep a bit of kayfabe here or whatever. I, I sound like such a cockhead saying that out loud. Um, I'm just a wrestling fan. Who am I to say the word kayfabe? But anyway, if I'm taking a step back, mate, this has really made me think that Swerve could win the title, right? Um, yeah, like, I mean, he absolutely could. And... I'm annoyed that he's using the name Swerve the Realist as I was going to go back to using my, my name my mother gave me at birth, but I can't do that anymore. Um, so I, uh, I'm i still working under my gimmick name of Gene Money now. Thanks, Swerve. No, I, I think absolute possibility. Look at who he is. Look at what he's done. Look at his credentials. And let's face it, I, I see Cara Noir as someone who transcends wrestling. Um, I've got a bit of a boner for him in that kind of way. Uh, his talent more than anything. He's just, he's so good at what he does. But has he been in there with someone like Swerve? Not in recent memory. I mean, he, he wrestled Walter at WXW. He didn't win. Sorry, Gunther. And this is the biggest challenge. And like, I think there might be another ballroom show between now and the anniversary show. If I would be Kara, I'd be worried because we saw the repercussions of him v Ilya three times. They both beat the shite out of each other. He had the nice little hugs and the nice little poses and face paint competitions, but they uh, they beat the shit out of each other. And so yeah. Warren Banks, 
I assume what he's going to do is like, you can have your match. You can have your, you know, little feel good moment of Cara and Ilya making kissy faces at each other again. But my boy Warren's going to spear, if it is a championship match, one of them in the face. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Warren's going to be a champion at the uh, 10th anniversary. That is a big call. I love it. I love it. Or he ends up uh, getting to wrestle Swerve at the anniversary show. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he gets to wrestle Swerve, then I mean, it's a big up for Warren, isn't it? Like he's a relatively fresh face, came into progress. I mean, he did a pre-show at the ballroom. He, um, uh, at chapter 101, I think he uh, then did, you know, all of the uh, behind closed door shows, uh, finalist in MPS seven. It's going to be a huge leg up for him to get in the ring with someone like Swerve. If it is Swerve who takes the belt on Sunday, it's going to be great. Whoever wins Sunday, Warren Banks wins. I love that. Love that. And thinking about the fact that the last match that um, Swerve actually had was on SmackDown. So it's his first match back on the first independent wrestling match. Yeah. To win the Progress title on your first match back, that is something that Progress would actually kind of love because the media hype that that would garner for Progress would be huge. Absolutely. And just, just think about it. Like, I know Progress has gone through some tough times. It's in that transition phase now of, oh, it's new management. Is it going to be the same? And, that, of course, that's going to happen when you've had a company that's been so big they've done Wembley, and yet they've got a, you know, a history of what's gone before, but a lot of it is jaded and faded and tainted now. Like, of course, there's going to be a lot of people wondering, but I do think, yeah, if Swerve could take the belt off Cara on Sunday – Progress is a completely different wrestling company then. That goes up there within our, like you defy and stuff like that in America. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm absolutely gutted that I can't make it. <laughs> I'm not there. No. Uh, I just like completely forgot that Ross wasn't coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear listener and well, special guest Gene Money, uh, Big Dom Phillips going to be there. So come find me for a beer. I actually, I have a bottomless brunch beforehand. Um, yeah yeah so uh you know long story short my my girlfriend who is in the other room preparing valentine's day dinner um (laughs) she had she had covid last week so we had to postpone a bottomless brunch that we had planned for yeah two hours before the progress show so yeah you know keep an eye out for the loud australian at the back I shall shall do do. (laughs) i'm really gonna try i'm really gonna try not to punch a hole in the ceiling Uh, it's a pretty battered ceiling at the ballroom i mean if you get the height on it you could take that thing down and i did last month but anyway the less said about that the better (laughs) Uh, have a have a look on sunday if you get the chance over near the bar yeah uh my bad sorry once again to the electric ballroom in camden for my behavior Uh, and thank you very much to the lovely security guard who let me stay inside for the mania (laughs) Uh, um, okay, hey guys, fantastic stuff. We can't wait for progress on Sunday. Sorry, Russ, I'm not trying to rub it in. Um, but we have one more segment here, and like I said, I'm on the clock here because Holly is uh, waiting for me for dinner. Um, I'm sure everyone else has got you know things to get back to. So, should we get into some book of bingo? Absolutely. Do it. Okay. B i n g o and bingo was his name. Oh.
Book of Bingo, Gene. I'm not sure if you know how this works or maybe if you're listening for the first time out there in the ether. Uh, Book of Bingo, normally the way we do it is Ross has got this big spreadsheet. He randomizes it and picks out two wrestlers from a database of thousands. What we're going to do today is we're going to make sure that one of those wrestlers is Gene Money and then Ross is going to randomize the list. And what we're going to do is we're all going to have a crack at booking a bit of a feud or at least one match with Gene Money and one other wrestler chosen at random and we can take it anywhere we like. Ross, who have we got? Yes, so here we go. <laughs> okay, book a bingo. Are you ready? Press the button. It's Gene Money versus... WCW's Tank Abbott. <laughs> yes! <Wow. laughs> Gene, we'll definitely let you main event our little segment here so you can go last. Gene Money versus Tank Abbott. Fuck me. I've, I've drawn a blank. Ross, you got anything for a start? Or do you want me to Yeah, go? why not? I'll just, I'll just throw something together. Tank Abbott versus Gene Money. Gene Money goes to a UFC show in 1999 and he starts just slagging off Tank Abbott, saying that he was the worst character in Friends and things like that. <laughs> and he gets really annoyed about it and he wins his match and the post-match promo, he's like, who's this guy in the front row with the dog collar who's been effing and jeffing and calling me out all night? And people start pointing at this guy in a dog collar and it's Gene Money. Tank nipples. <laughs> He's fully clothed at this point. <laughs> and people are expecting Gene Money to, you know, bow down to this absolute bulldog terrier of a man. And Gene Money, being Gene Money, charismatic as hell, gets that mic and he absolutely kills it on the on the mic and he embarrasses Tank Habit to the point where people are laughing at Tank Habit even after he's killed a guy in a cage. So we get to the point where next night on Nitro, Tank Habit comes out and he's like, I was embarrassed last night, even though I murdered Ken Shamrock. And I'm absolutely sick of this guy, Gene Money. He's all over the, the WCW hotline. <laughs> <laughs> and he does his promo on Gene and everyone's chanting Gene's name. They want Gene Money. And out comes Gene. And he's just wearing an astronaut costume for some reason. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and then we get the face to face, and Gene takes off his astronaut helmet and he says, One on one, bash at the beach. It's Tank Abbott versus Gene Money in a dog collar match, and we get Tank Abbott versus uh, Gene Money. And unfortunately, Gene, you lose in three seconds. Yeah, but you got over through your promos. <laughs> My big match was going to be a dog collar match as well. Fuck you, Ross. Okay, so I'll go something different. I was thinking about Tank Abbott and I was like, oh, do I go, you know, when he was doing those like Scott Steiner Asylum matches on Nitro? I don't know if anyone remembers. They had that special cage yeah, built. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go for probably the best Tank Abbott and I'm going for when Tank Abbott was three counts manager. He was dancing Tank Abbott. And he, uh, you know, the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC 2. I'm really hoping Phil can find the three count uh, uh, number one hit to play there. 
So we got Dance and Tank Abbott. He's out there with uh, the Three Count Boys, um, Shane and Shannon and Evan Courageous. And, um, and... So, oh, why, why would you possibly be there, Gene? So Gene, Gene Money <laughs> comes out and he goes, it's this on Nitro and Tank Abbott's there. They're doing a performance. All of a sudden, um, Gene Money's music hits. Out he comes, taped nipples and all, wearing a dog collar. And he says, Tank Abbott, not only are you not the best dancer in this arena, you're not even the best dancer in the ring. I challenge you not to a wrestling match, but to a dance contest coming up this Sunday night at WCW Slamboree. And that's going to main event WCW Slamboree. Dance and Tank Abbott versus Gene Money in a dance contest. And you absolutely fucking roll him, Gene. He's got nothing on you, mate. But unfortunately, after you beat him in the dance contest, obviously he throws the big right hand and you, you know, you get knocked out probably. Um, so you you know you you win the battle, but maybe not the war. That's probably gonna build to an actual wrestling match later on. But in my mind, the dance-off is the is the big shine. One, two, I was kind of hoping, Dom, that it would finish with uh, Scotty Too Hotty <laughs> um, <laughs> running that leads to a TNT match. <laughs> oh, what have I, what have I done? What have, I've, I've missed an opportunity. Dance and Tank Abbott, the worm, and uh, dance and doggy style, Gene Money. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, oh, and I, I was also going to make some joke about your entrance music should be Here Comes Gene Money, but then I, I fucked that up too. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's, that's all. I showed you working though. Great, great effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. Uh, Rachel Riley's make, yeah. Make <laughs> yeah. Which leads us to your turn, Gene. How, how would you book yourself in a match or a feud with Tank Abbott? Nitro's kicking off. Adverb, ad break comes on, infomercial for Gene Money's hot beard wax happens. Somehow we break the fourth wall of it and the, the advert's actually happening backstage. While Tank Abbott's getting changed after his match, I wax his beard straight off. <laughs> Real stupid ass beard. It's like the circular goatee and then like it full on down. But this thing has come off so perfectly because my beard wax is the best. I've waxed it off completely. He's chasing me all over. We get in my limo and we tear off into the night. The next week on Nitro, I come out and I have grafted all of that hair onto my new bodyguard, Hank Tabbert, who built uh, <laughs> the exact same. Just a bald man, but now with his fantastic beard. And then you've got to get Tank Abbott just trying to get his beard back from me. So eventually he beats Hank Tabbott, I wax that beard back off, and then I've got it on me. And then it's Hank Tabbott versus Tank Abbott in a uh, Gene Money with Tank Abbott's beard on his face on a pole match. Full WCW style. Unbelievable, bravo. There's no question about it. Our guest always wins anyway, but that was definitely the best one. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And what that means, Gene, is you've got to come back and join us again to defend your title sometime in Booker Bingo. Yeah, absolutely. You name the time and the place and I'll, I'll bring my beard wax. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, dear listeners, that's about all we have time for on this week's episode of Wrestling Should Be Fun. Thank you, honestly, so, so much, Gene Money, for being here. Um, is there anything at all that you would like to tell our listeners about? I'd like to tell you about our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> good boy gang, but boy with B-O-I, like a who's a good boy, uh, .com or damndirtydog.co.uk or genemoney.bigcartel.com. I'm pretty sure it all links to the same page where you can buy all of your Gene Money merch. You like this hat? You probably can't see it. This is an audio medium, but uh, it's available, but not in this color. But that doesn't matter. You can't see that. I got some new merch coming out with the three faces of Gene Money on it. We got the Mundertaker. You got this detective money and you got Gene Money with that stupid strong star flag in his mouth. Yeah, follow me on at I'm so money on Twitter, uh, Gene underscore money on Instagram, and Gene money on Facebook. Why didn't I homogenize them all? Because I'm an idiot, all right? I could have had all the same. They're probably still available, but it sounds like effort. Just search my name and you'll probably find me. But if you don't, it, you know, don't waste your time. It's not worth that much. Yeah, come see me at Progress this Sunday if it hasn't happened yet already. I don't know when this goes out. And if it has already gone out, come watch me Liverpool. TNT, March 10th, or a Lariat Scotty too hot in the face. Will I uh, get heat for destroying a legend? Only you will find out. Absolutely fantastic stuff. And, of course, I'll do a shout-out because they need more money. Uh, watch Gene Money as well if you live in America because we do have a lot of North Bergen listeners um, on the WWE Network. Search for progress and look up some of Gene Money on the big show. Renoir is good. Yeah, very much so. Couldn't agree more. Mate, thank you so much for being here, Gene. Thank you, Ross the Boss Casey, and thank you most of all to you. Dear listener, uh, we'll be back next week. If you're at Progress, come say good day to all of us and see Gene at merch.table. Until then, though, drink lots of water. Look after you, mates. Bye. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun.